0: I can bless you the way that I bless you now. is because God kept showing up in my life. Come thy fount of every blessing. Amen first giving honor to our Lord and Jesus Christ and God our Father and amen to Bishop Darryl B. Starnes Sr. and to missionary supervisor Sister Camille Starnes amen to Reverend Taisha Cutherson and to all of the officers and family and friends of the Wesley Amazon Church and the St. Mark Church family I greet you in the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus who is the Christ amen amen. Our uh, text will come from the book of 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. And I want to lift up verses 6 through 10. Verses 6 through 10 of 1 Samuel, chapter 30. Once you have it, say, amen. Amen. And it reads, David was now in great danger because all his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he said to Abiathar, the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. Then David asked the Lord, Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, Yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So David and his 600 men set out, and they came to the brook of Besor. But 200 men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued the pursuit with 400 men. Amen. We want to continue again in our series, Faith Strong. But today I want to share from the message of avoiding stolen faith. Avoiding stolen faith. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for this day, this hour. We ask now, God, that you would bless in all of your power and all of your glory. We ask now, Father, that you would lead us and guide us by the power and inspiration of your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, heavenly dove. Have your way, O Father. And I pray, Father, that you would overshadow me and use me for your will and for your glory. Then I ask, Lord, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost, amen. Amen. Avoiding stolen faith. Some of us may have at some point thus far in our life experienced what we would call our worst day ever. Maybe you've had yours or maybe your day is yet to come. But can you imagine for a moment having your worst day ever? And how would you respond to that moment? Or how did you respond to that moment when you had your so-called worst day ever? Well, here we, in our text, we find that David, I believe, could find himself with the similar words saying, this may be the worst day ever. He's gone out to supposedly lend a hand to the king and the king of the enemy army. And as a result of going out to march and to fight with the enemy army, David is sent back home. Catastrophe averted. He was been going out to fight against his own countrymen. He would have been going out to fight against the very people that he would one day be king over. But in the providence of God, God allowed David to be set loose and freed from that opposition that he would have found himself in. And and David found himself now on the way back to Mm Ziglag, the place that he was calling home, the place that his men had set up as a camp and set up as the base of their operation. And as he finds his way coming back to Ziglag, imagine for a moment that you see smoke coming across the horizon. As you're making your way back to this place that you know is going to be home or that you've called home, but you see smoke rising up from the distance. What goes across your mind? What, what mm-hmm. begins to feel your heart? What, what happens as the closer you get, the more smoke you see. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you get in sight of the city? You get in sight of the encampment to find that everything is destroyed. All of the buildings or tents are gone. Every structure that was there for them is gone, It's destroyed. How do you feel? And, and not only that, but all of the livestock that was there, all, all of the, the family members that were there, it's all gone. I would say that that constitute as having the worst day ever. And when you think about for a moment what David is experiencing, he's, he's riding back and he again comes into view and, and sees the destruction and sees the loss that has taken place and how he begins to feel in that moment. Mm-hmm. But not just him. All of the men that are with him begin to have an emotional outpour. Mm-hmm. And the text said that they began to cry. And it said they cried to the point that they couldn't cry anymore. The worst day ever. Well, maybe some of us have experienced a moment like that. Whether it was through the the loss of a loved one, whether it was through going through some tragic situation, whether it was having some issue to come up in our lives that we just didn't know how to deal with, and it caused us to have what we would consider the worst day ever. Let me tell you something. The enemy often uses challenging moments and situations like that to try to attack and steal our faith. Amen. There's a difference between stealing and robbing. When somebody robs you, they come right into your face. Amen. Now, they may or may not have a weapon, but they will come right into your face and demand that you give them what they want. At that moment, you're being robbed. But oftentimes, the enemy will engage in theft or stealing. When you're having something stolen from you, you're you're having something taken from you without your knowledge or understanding. That's why sometimes when you find out that something has been stolen from you, it causes you so much anger because you didn't even realize that it was missing. Now imagine how many of us have had our faith stolen or the enemy is trying to steal our faith. There is a real reason that he's trying to steal our faith because everything that's on our spiritual walk and our our faith walk depends upon that faith. We don't have a chance if it's not for faith. We are saved by grace alone and that is through faith alone. But if the enemy can steal your faith in God, if the enemy can steal your belief and your trust in the Lord, then we are in danger. That's why it's important for us to make sure that we have that that fight of faith, That, that we keep fighting day by day, that we keep moving forward day by day in faith. Because if we ever allow the enemy to steal our faith, if we ever allow the enemy to keep us from having a faith walk with the Lord, how can we please the Lord? We saw in the earlier message that it's impossible to please God without faith. And we saw in that message that faith makes it possible. Mm -hmm. But when we come today, we want to make sure that we understand that there are times that we can avoid having our faith stolen. We can avoid having the enemy come into our lives and, and take something from us that's so vital and so important to us. When I think about David's story and I began to see, I understood that David began to weep as, long, well, as well as the men. But, but David has his own issues that he, he's dealing with because David is the leader of these men. He's led them out of Ziglag. And, and when they come back, the men began to grumble and complain against David and say, that if you had not had us out there. Trying to go up against Israel. If you had not had us out there trying to go up against our own people. I know we didn't have to fight them. But but if we had not been out there. We could have been here to protect what belongs to us. And because of you. Everything is gone. Now you got to understand that in this moment they don't know what's going on. Now we know because we have read the text. And the text tells us that everyone was taken but they were not harmed. No one was killed. But David and his men don't know this. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that what has happened here in this moment. And they began to complain against David. But David has outside voices as well as the inner enemy that he's having to deal with. Imagine for a moment their outside voices saying, it's your fault. Their outside voice saying, you're the reason why. But inside, you having to deal with that same thing. Why didn't I just allow us to stay here? Why did I take my men out there? We could have been here, and this wouldn't have happened to us. You're fighting a war on the outside as well as, as on the inside. And David is, again, suffering loss just like his men. But the question is, how are you going to respond? And David's response was different than that of his men. What will your response be in difficult times? What will your response be in when you've had the worst day ever? What will your response be? Will you respond in faith or doubt? Will you respond in faith or emotions? Will you respond in faith or surrender? What will your response be? Well, I'm here to help us today, and I believe that if if we guard our faith by turning to God and seeking a word from the Lord, then we can act on that word and we won't find ourselves being troubled in these challenging times because we turned to God. And that leads me to our first point. We've got to understand that when we can avoid our worst day ever, when we can avoid having our faith stolen is when we have faith and turn to God. Yes, in faith, we turn to God. Notice what the text said, that David strengthened himself. It says that David began to turn to a place that we all need to learn to turn to, the Lord. When we find ourselves in troubled times, when we find ourselves going through, we need to learn to turn to the Lord. David told Abiathar, bring me the ephod. He begins to consult the Lord. When we find ourselves going through difficult times and when our faith is being challenged, why is it that we don't turn to God? Why is it when we find ourselves in difficult situations, we turn to everything but the Lord? This would have been an easy moment for David to question or even abandon his faith in God. And unfortunately, that's what happens to some of us. When we go through a, a moment like this, when we go through a trying time like this, we would either give up on our faith altogether or we begin to question God in a manner that's irreverent and unrighteous. There's nothing wrong with questioning God, but keep it holy. There's nothing wrong with questioning God, but make sure you can survive on the other end of the questioning. When it comes to David and it comes to this situation in this moment, David shows us that you got to turn to God in faith and don't allow your faith to be attacked or stolen. David turns to God and he begins to inquire to the Lord. David knew where to find his strength. He knew where to find his hope. And his hope was in the Lord. David knew that he had to turn to the hills from which cometh his help. Because all of his help comes from the Lord. David knew that his strength was in the Lord. So he turned to God. But I believe that David is in this moment, in this situation. Because it's been a while since David has consulted the Lord. If you go back, you'll find that it had been a moment since David had consulted the Lord and in fact David winds up being in a unique situation because David has been over there with the the Philistines for some year plus and and he's been walking with the enemy he's been traveling with the enemy he's been living amongst his enemy And, and as a result of that David has not been consulting with the Lord David should have consulted with God before he even went there in the first place. But David didn't do that. David went, and remember, David played crazy before them so that they would accept David and not do him any harm. But then David was kicked out when they said, that, why are you bringing him into this fight? He may turn us on us in the midst of the battle. David saw the providence of God, send him back home, only to find that everything is destroyed. But now we see that David has turned to God, and David has strengthened himself in the Lord. And as David has turned himself and strengthened himself in the Lord, he helps us to know that in tough and difficult situations, we got to make sure that we turn to the one that can help us we got to turn to the one that we put our faith in. we got to turn to the one that we put our trust in. What good is it for me to say that I trust the Lord, but I don't take my tough problems to him? What good is it for me to say that I believe in God and I trust the Lord, but I keep trying to work out my problems on my own strength and power? What good is it for me to say I love and trust the Lord, but I keep turning to everyone else but him when I find myself in tough and difficult times? What good is it to say that I trust the Lord? But I don't really show that I trust him. David, in this challenging situation, manages to hold on to his faith. He doesn't allow the moment to steal his faith. He doesn't allow the attack on his faith at this moment to steal his faith. But while all of the voices are coming up against David, and notice they're not just voices. The scripture text said that the men wanted to stone David to death. That means they had picked up some rocks. They was about ready to do David in. Oh, but the providence of God again is still keeping David. The providence of God is still watching over David. And while David sees the people began to grumble and complain and pick up rocks against him, he turns to the Lord. And he begins to inquire to God. And as David turns to inquire to the Lord, again it helps me to understand that I've only got one source that I can ever trust, and that is God almighty. I've got the one source that means the most in my life. I've got the one source that I can go to in any time or situation. I've got the one source that I can go to, well, no matter what the problem is, and that is God Almighty. That is God the Father. And if I learn to turn to Him in difficult situations, when the enemy attacks are all against me, and I learn to turn to the Lord, when the attacks are coming from the outside as well as within, I've got to muster up the strength and the confidence to turn to the Lord and not give up my faith. allow the enemy to steal my faith but I hold on to my faith by turning to the Lord and as we turn to the Lord we made the right choice and the right decision but not only must we in faith turn to God we've got to make sure that we also in faith we got to seek a word from God in faith we got to seek a word from the Lord what do you mean Jones well Why am I turning to God if I'm not going to seek anything from him? David understands that in this moment he's turned to the Lord, but but David goes further than that. David begins to say, I need a word from the Lord. And and as David goes on to say, I need God to give me some answers. I I need God to speak to me. That's what it's all about. In my tough time, in my trials, I need God to speak to me. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through, I need God to speak to me. When I'm having it rough on every side, I need God to speak to me. I I need to hear the voice of the Lord. And aren't you so glad it's in moments like that that he shows up? Aren't you so glad that it's in moments like that that he speaks the loudest sometimes? Aren't you glad that when you're having some tough days, when you're having the worst day ever, God will show up, his voice will come and begin to speak to you and say, be still, my child. Be at peace, my child. What is it that you need? What is it that you're going through? I'm here to help you. I told you that I would always be here. That I would never leave you nor forsake you. What's going on? And you begin to pour out your heart before the Lord. And as you pour out your heart before the Lord, God has a way of making everything all right. As David begins to take the ephod, he begins to consult God. He begins to ask God, he says, should I chase after those who have came and stolen from me? When, when I look at that, I, it began to... Ch- Challenged me for a minute because David asked the question and and he asked the question, should I go and chase after them? As he sought God, he said, I want to chase after them, but not just chase them, but will I catch them? Here's the thing that challenged me. In this line of questioning, if David is asking from the perspective of everything is gone and everything is lost, why is he wanting to chase after them? The only motive could be revenge But there must be some hint of hope There must be some hint of faith That everything is alright Because David said If I go after them Will I catch them If I go after them will, will, Will I be able to get my stuff back Will I be able to get my wives back If I go after them And notice the answer that God gives him He says go And you shall recover all Hallelujah. Well, when, he, when he told him to, to go, see that, that answer was revealing. He said, yes, go. You shall recover all. That gave David some strength. That gave David some hope And as David began to grab his sword I believe what David did was He didn't have to go around telling everybody He just needed to grab his sword And began to move out And I believe what happened in that moment Was David got his sword He got his battle gear ready And David said I'm going to get my stuff back I'm going to get my family back And the men began to rally around The faith that David was showing And as David began to move out The 600 began to move with him It's important that we understand that when we're walking by faith and we're seeking a word from the Lord and when God gives us that word, that we got to learn to move according to that word. And David said, I need a word, God. I need a word from you, Lord. I need a word that will begin to move me. I need a word, oh God, that will give me direction. I need a word, oh God, that will give me strength. I need a word, God, that will give me hope. And I'm so glad that God said, yes. Go after your stuff. Yes, you shall receive everything that's been taken from you. And when David began to take that word and he began to walk in that word, David began to receive that word. It brought strength to him. Because understand it said that these men had wept until they couldn't weep anymore. They had wept until they lost all of their energy. They had wept until their hearts were broken to the point that all they could do was lie on the ground. But David began to seek the Lord. And as a result of David seeking the Lord, and God began to speak to David in his question and said, go after your stuff. You got to seek a word from God. When you're going through, seek a word from the Lord. Sometimes that means you got to open up your Bible. It's amazing to me sometimes that when we're having our worst day ever, we don't open the word of God. When we're having our worst day ever, we don't fall on our knees and pray. All we want to do is pick up the phone and call somebody and complain. We pick up the phone and call somebody and ask them, why is this happening to me? How about we put the phone down? and began to call on the name of the Lord. How about we put the phone down? How about we get off of Facebook and and, and YouTube and, and Instagram and all these other things? How about we get off of that where we just go out there and put all of our business out on the street? How about we put all that stuff down and just go call on the name of the Lord and say, God, I need a word from you. I don't need a word from Twitter. I don't need a word from Instagram. I don't need a word from Facebook. I don't need folk on there agreeing with me about my feelings. I need somebody to give me a word from the Lord. I need the one who can give me the word that will change my situation. I need one that will give me the word that will transform my condition. I need a word from the Lord. So I call upon the name of God and I ask him to come and give me a word. It may lead me to opening up the scripture where I began to read the word of God and it may begin to give me the strength that I need and I can go in that word that I've read through the word of God. But I begin to turn to God and seek a word from the Lord. It's when I seek a word from God that he can bless me the most. It's when I seek a word from God that I've now got a reason to move and a reason to go because I've gotten a word from the Lord. But if I don't have a word from God what am I going to do? I need something that will give me the strength and give me the hope that I need. But not only must we in faith seek a word from God it's in faith that we've got to act on God's word. In faith, we got to act on God's word. Notice again what David does. He begins to get himself together, and it says that David went after Mm -hmm. his stuff. Mm -hmm. David went after his family. David got up, and the 600 men went along with David, and they were going hard after their stuff. And in fact, David was pushing them so hard, 200 of them said, I can't go any further. I got to drop out right here. And David said, you just stay right here. We're going to keep pushing. And David went on until... The providence of God shows up again. It was amazing to me how many times I saw in the text how the hand of God was moving in this situation. It was amazing to me how many times I saw the hand of God was moving behind the scenes, orchestrating things and putting things in place. And and again, David finds the providence of God that when they found out that they got in the valley and they said there was an Egyptian there. Had been there for three days. Because he fell ill and his master just dumped him on the side of the road and left him there for three days. In the providence of God, the care of God, the the strength and the sovereignty of God, we find that this man has been sustained for three days. Said he had not eaten or drank anything in three days. Now you know what they tell you, you have to have something to drink within three days, right? And they said, you need to have something to keep you. It's amazing that God was providing David with the answer that he needed. David went and saw the word from the Lord. Now, David is acting on that word that he's got from the Lord. David is moving by faith. David is walking by faith and not by sight. Sight says everything is gone. Sight says everything was burned to the ground. But David is moving by faith, going into the land to go after his people, to go after his stuff. And David comes across this Egyptian slave. And he says that he found himself there, dead, almost to the point of death. And David comes across and he says, who are you? And then he tells his story. I was left here by my master three days ago because I got sick. And he makes a deal with David. He said, if you promise not to kill me, I'll show you where they are." Hallelujah. You talk about God. God not only helped this man to survive, but he's also given David a GPS. Direct... Guidance To where the enemy is Direct guidance to go and get His stuff back and the slave Began to eat and as he was strengthened He began to show David the way And notice they said David got there What did David do he said They began to slaughter them All night All day and as they began to get Their stuff back and it was exactly Like God said Nothing was lost Oh Hallelujah that says to me that if I trust the word of God, if if I move by faith on a word that I've gotten from the Lord, I sure enough will be blessed. I sure enough can trust that word because God does not fail on his promises. God will do exactly what he said he would do. And because I've trusted the Lord and because I've acted on the word of God, I will find exactly what God told me that I would find. And if we keep moving by faith, don't let the enemy steal your faith. That's why it's important To hold on to our faith That's why it's important to keep fighting for our faith Because if the enemy steals our faith Somebody's family may be on the line Because he's stolen your faith How many fathers have had their faith stolen How many mothers have had their faith stolen And because you've allowed someone To steal your faith Because you've allowed Satan to steal your faith It causes your child to walk the wrong road It causes your child to go the wrong path Because you no longer walk the walk of faith Because you let the enemy steal your faith I say that we gotta hold on to our faith We gotta keep walking with the Lord Even during tough and difficult times Keep walking with the Lord Yes seek him and get a word from him but keep walking with the Lord and as we keep walking with the Lord you can tell your children it used to be rough it used to be difficult there was almost a time when we were about to be put out of our home but we kept trusting the Lord we kept leaning on the everlasting arm of God we kept our faith in him and he brought us through every situation there were times when we could hardly put food on the table but we kept trusting the Lord we kept believing that God is a way maker and God kept showing up and God kept making a way. That's why I can bless you the way that I bless you now. It's because God kept showing up in my life. Because God kept doing things in my life. we got to learn to tell our children it's the goodness of the Lord that we're in the place that we're in today. It's not that I'm so good. It's not that I'm so blessed. It's because God is moving in my life. It's because I've been walking by faith and not by sight. It's because I've been walking and I didn't let the enemy steal my faith. I didn't let the enemy come and take my faith away. But I kept on holding on. Day by day, I kept the fight of faith. Day by day, I kept trusting in the Lord. Day by day, I kept moving by faith. Day by day, I kept talking by faith. Day by day, I kept looking to the Lord to make a way out of no way. And God showed up each and every time. And I need you to walk with with God too. I need you to begin to move according to the power of God. I need you when trouble comes to seek God. I need you when trouble comes to ask God to give you a word. And when trouble comes and you get a word from the Lord, I need you to walk in it. I need you to move in it. I need you to keep moving by faith and not by sight. Because if we let the enemy steal our faith, we've let him steal the most important part of our life. There's a gentleman by the name of John Nelson Darby. And he says this. He said, God was always behind the scene. But he moves all the scenes He's behind. God is always behind the scene. But he's moving all the scenes that he's behind. I'm here to tell you that God's behind the scene of your life today. And he's moving. He's moving. You just got to keep trusting. I know that challenges come. I know difficult times come. And I know we go through some things sometimes. And some of us are going through some things right now. But we got to keep Looking to the God of our faith. We got to keep trusting the Lord. Turn to God in your quiet time. Seek a word from the Lord. But don't stop there. Act on the word that God gives you. And keep moving by faith. And watch God bring you to the most blessed place of your life. You may be going through the worst day ever. But God is the God of all blessings. He's the God of hope. He's the God of joy. He's the God who made the days. So if you just keep trusting him and believing in him, he can bring you through whatever challenges you may be facing. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life.